0: Yeah, the cool thing about Matt's feedback on his prototype copy of That's Not in Lemonade has nothing to do with the gameplay. Yeah. It was the art. Oh, well, that's that's changing. totally prototype art. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, yeah. <laughs> I just grabbed that off of Google.
1: Sometimes it works against us because we want to let people know, like, no, this is not ready. Like, ooh, I like how it's going. It's like, oh, cool. Great. Uh, it's going to get better. <laughs> right.
0: Hey, we should get into this. Let's do this. Okay. All right. What's am Welcome to the Tuesday Night Podcast. This is episode 116 of the podcast. It's all about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and under the gaming table. We're talking board games, card games, tabletop games. I'm Alan Gerding, and with me, I have the. What's a good one, Sean?
1: The cake to your cherry. <laughs>
0: the cake to my cherry, Sean McCoy. Hello, hello. We've got a lot to talk about, Sean, because I want to knight someone, Ryan. And this is weird because his submission is a atypical submission cuz he didn't submit a story, which is what typically knaves do to become knights, but instead he submitted a top 5 list.
1: <laughs> Breaking boundaries, really experimenting with the form.
0: Yeah. Speaking of experimenting with forms, this is our Patreon episode. We're discussing if we're going to do Patreon and if we do, what's it going to be like? I'll leave it up to you, Sean. Where do you want to start? You want to go into Patreon or do you want to knight someone first?
1: Let's talk about uh, Patreon because I think it's important. It's important for the future of the podcast. It's important for our listeners. And ultimately, I think it's important for our company. It shows that we're really doubling down on making the podcast a huge chunk of what we do here.
0: Topic of the episode time it is. Excuse me, Sam. Do you have the time? But of course, it be topic time. So, Sean, Patreon. This is a subscription system. You can go ahead and charge so much money per month or per episode. And it's basically listeners donating. But we give incentives a la Kickstarter. So whatever level you're at, that gives you different accessibility to different things. I have some listener feedback here and wrote in as to ideas that they had and a lot of them were similar. But let me just ask you, what are some ideas that you have for Patreon incentives for people to say like, hey, not only listen to our show, but actually contribute some
1: money to our show? First off, I think both you and I should say like this show will always remain free. People aren't going to have to pay to get the Tuesday night podcast. That's not what Patreon's about. What it is about is setting a vision for how it can grow and become something bigger and offer more content as we have the funds to justify spending increased time on it. Because right now, I don't know if people know, but you edit the podcast yourself, right?
0: Oh, boy. Guilty.
1: And that takes up, you know, a non-insignificant portion of your time. Time that you could be spending designing games or playtesting or prototyping and so with patreon resources what that actually frees us up to do is spend more time on the company or if we have enough patreon resources actually spend more time on the podcast itself so ideas that appeal to me are like hiring an editor Woo-hoo! which means that we get better consistent very professional editing frees up your time to our you all we- son of a bitch <laughs> you do a great job you just want to replace i'm kidding of course keep on going <laughs> On top of that, we can also do things like do more podcasts, either a Let's Play podcast that we do like once a month or a couple times a year we get together and record a few RPG sessions or we have a Patreon-only podcast. Like Being able to provide more content that our listeners like is a lot more doable if there's money behind it.
0: I hate to admit this because it kind of goes to show how bad I am at this, but I would say on average there is never been a week where I spent fewer than 10 hours on the podcast. That's including recording and setting up, but then definitely editing. <laughs> oh, boy, that's where a lot of the time goes. Hiring an editor, that sounds amazing. And I guess that's my next question is, So we'll be getting money. What exactly would we be doing with this money? You already answered the one main thing. We could hire an editor to uh, level it up. But any other ideas? Because I have answers to these questions too. I just want to hear you, Sean, because we don't get to be on episodes together often enough. So... What would we do with all that money?
1: <laughs> big, big pie in the sky stuff for me. Like, I don't know how much people at home care if you're spending ten hours editing the podcast or not. I care because you already have a full time job, right? So Tuesday night games gets what's left over. So if you're spending ten hours on the podcast, that's ten hours we're not getting on something else, right? Similar to how like I spend a lot of time doing bookkeeping, and if eventually we make enough money to work and hire a bookkeeper, that's time I could be spending on other things. But just for the podcast itself, things that listeners might really enjoy is I'd love to go on the road and do like a road show tour where we do live shows across the US and we But
0: Sean, we can't do that because that requires a lot of equipment.
1: (laughs) You're setting me up here to say we could buy new equipment. So we could do stuff at Gen Con Origins live shows where we can record higher quality audio in the field.
0: Yes. Thank you for picking up what I was putting down. That is exactly what I was saying. When we've recorded live at Gen Con, it's been SBJ's equipment. When I recorded live at Shucks, it was equipment that the show provided on its own. Most shows do not do that. Most shows just have an empty room and they say, do what you want with your own equipment. So that's why Shucks was amazing that they had that all set up. So shout out to Shucks.
1: Other things I think we could do, we could open up a Discord or Slack channel, right? For our fans to get together and talk.
0: Dude, I'm so glad you mentioned Discord. I'm so sorry to cut you off because everyone's talking about Slack, Slack, Slack. And I looked up the difference between Slack and Discord and I didn't realize that Discord has advanced itself just from audio chat while you're playing games to basically doing everything that Slack does. Comparatively, Slack doesn't have audio, so not only could we, if we use Discord, do everything that slack does but we can actually talk and even record in there so we could have a direct nave to sean and alan recording right there on discord which is super exciting so my vote is discord over slack now if you strongly disagree please 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 write in before we pull any triggers on any of this stuff because this is still just all brainstorming stuff but write us podcast at tuesdaynightgames.com Or just tweet us at PlayTKG. I'm so glad you mentioned Discord, but go on, Sean. I keep interrupting you with excitement. Just can't keep it in. This
1: is another thing that people may not consider, but if the podcast is very successful, right, obviously that gives us more money to do more things with. But one of the hard things about being a small board game company is you have to work up to your bigger projects. We don't have the money to put down on artwork ahead of time yet to ensure that sort of the project releases on time. With another, this is going to get boring for a second, another revenue stream like the Patreon that's consistent, what that allows us to do is build up some cash so that we can work towards some of these bigger projects we have. Al and I have bigger games that we've designed that are waiting for the resources like art, where if you want to design a game like sort of Mage Wars, you'd have to plop down a lot of money on art before the Kickstarter just to get it ready to give people an idea of what the game was going to be like. And also when you're dealing with cards or miniatures, there's like sculpting fees. Anyway, all that stuff to say... Having another revenue stream for the company allows us to grow the company towards some cooler, bigger projects that we have in mind for the future. I know that's not like a super sexy option because it's basically just saying, if you give us money, we do cool Shh. stuff, but it is an important one. Shh.
0: Shh. That wasn't boring at all, Sean. That's actually a really important part because I think people would say, why would I give money... To the podcast, it's always free to support the company. How does that help out the podcast? Well, besides paying for the Discord channel and different bells and whistles there, and besides equipment that helps us travel so we can go to shows, because it seems like a lot of knaves and knights really enjoy it when we do live recordings at the cons. And it gives a platform where people can come and meet us. But if it also just helps the company, that actually increases the content because then instead of just talking about other people's games and guests coming on the show, et cetera, which we'll always do. And I'm always excited to talk about, but we'll have more to talk about because we've been talking about That's Not Lemonade for a while now. But I think listeners will actually be able to hear our company grow and grow if we have a little bit more of that freedom rather than the trickle effect we have now of a couple games a year. So it does help the show, even if it's just helping the company as a whole. It's one in the same. It's one in the
1: same. I'd love to do podcast series that are private for Patreon backers only that are more in-depth how-to style of like, this is literally how we do work. This is Alan talking through like a business meeting. This is us doing development on a game. This is how we set up Amazon fulfillment. And that might not be interesting for everyone, but they could be shorter, almost like mini series on a television show, three or four episode podcasts that are self-contained that are about one topic. That kind of thing would be interesting to me. And if the demand was there, we could set different stretch goals, I think they're called. I forget what they're called in Patreon. But these different goals that we hit that, hey, this new content will be available for Patreon subscribers only if we hit this certain amount.
0: Absolutely. We have so much audio that doesn't get played on the Tuesday night podcast. And the one thing is, is that I don't have enough time to edit all of it. So I try to keep the episodes as close to 20 minutes as possible, just so I don't get fired from my actual job of teaching psychology. I have to balance my time. So if we have a conversation that gets really interesting and it goes on for almost two hours, damn it, I have to start throwing things out left and right, just so I'm not spending too much time editing. The point is we could just release raw episodes as well occasionally. Like, hey, we actually recorded for two hours, but here's only the 40 minutes that made it to the podcast. You can listen to that other hour or so. Like a director's cut. Exactly, director's cut. Now, the cool thing is, I would never put that out as a lead, but as a subscriber, you can get behind-the-scenes look. So if you're really bored and you're like, man, I wonder what it actually sounds like without any of the editing... Boom. PATREON! <sighs>
1: One thing that we've been doing is recently I spent a lot of time updating the website and getting the website nice and spiffy. Yes. Nice. And uh, Sir Byron Morgan graciously volunteered to keep the podcast updated in our news section. So if you go to like TuesdayNightGames.com and you click on news, you'll see blog posts and announcement and pretty soon designer diaries from Alan. But also the latest podcast episode will be up there with the show notes, because he always does the show notes and puts them on BoardGameGeek. But one of the levels that we could have on Patreon is more detailed show notes, maybe better designed, or even every episode could have an accompanying blog post about a certain topic that sort of goes with it. The more money we have, the more time we could justify spending on the podcast. And that's one of those things that right now we just sort of do a good job, and Byron does a great job of doing the show notes, but we could really expand the show notes to be something very interesting. That sort of stuff that we could justify spending time putting into.
0: It basically frees us up to do a lot. Now, Sean, do you want me to read you some of the more common suggestions that we got from knaves sending us their messages on Twitter at PlayTKG or emailing us via podcast at com? No. Okay, well, then we'll just move on then. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm gonna read it anyway. Howdy. It's time for interaction satisfaction. Shoot us your emails, your comments, or your questions. We'll do our best to answer them. The number one requested thing this is crazy shirts people have seen on our social media you me b team will and logan they're wearing their tuesday night podcast hoodies apparently other people want those t-shirts all right so that's number one
1: we've been meaning to get merch up and down on uh, our site for a while now so maybe it'll be worth it to put some some time into some podcast merch
0: Another one is an RPG podcast. That was actually pretty popular. So we'll blend that in with Tuesday Night Plays. Now there's a big difference between this podcast and a play podcast, even though we have played something on the podcast before, which you already mentioned. So, got that. This idea really tickled my fancy, Sean. Meetups. So imagine that if you're a subscriber, when we go to a show, we etch out a time for like a Friday night or, Maybe a lunchtime where it is only the backers or subscribers where we just hang out with them. And that was kind of blended in with this other idea. We're having guest spots on the podcast, which we already do in a way. And that's the knave of tonight's mission. If you're a listener and you want to be knighted, then you go ahead and send in your audio via podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. And we'll just totally publish that thing. So I really like that idea of having kind of like the private parties. And I've seen that in Kickstarter before. We've never done this. But at a higher pledge level, it's, hey, eat lunch with us at Gen Con or Origins or BGG Con. Normally that's for reviewers. I've seen that on the Dice Tower Kickstarters before. You can eat lunch with Tom Vassell and his crew.
1: And that's less of like a celebrity thing because I don't think we're anywhere near the Tom Vassal celebrity thing, but I think it would be great for us to be able to have that dedicated time where we could all hang out and talk about the show or board games or what people are seeing and just get to know you guys better because that's been some of our most fun experiences at the shows are getting to meet Delton, Brack, and, and his wife. Which, and-
0: quick shout-out, their podcast. I shouldn't be pimping other podcasts. Malt House Games, it's, it's a really good podcast. Shout-out to Delton and his wife, Haley. Really good stuff.
1: Sir Delton and... Madam Haley.
0: She hasn't been knighted yet. She hasn't gotten off her ass and mailed us anything. Uh, so get on it, mere knave, Haley. Psh, 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 psh. But then, yeah. I mean, you can choose your title. You can be sir. You can be dame. You can be lady. Yeah.
1: We even met SBJ as a as a fan. We met him through Gen Con.
0: Yeah. You know, absolutely. I don't
1: know. just that's where we meet all our friends. So like just having dedicated time to say, hey, oh, you listen to the show, you're the this person. Like putting names to faces, that's really important for us.
0: Here's the other thing. This is me translating some of the ideas and meshing them with my own. I really want to be able to play games with our knaves and knights and lords alike. And meeting up is a great way to do it. But I'd also like to be able to do it online. I've been dabbling with Caffeine, which is like the new Twitch competitor. It's still in open beta and it's smooth and trying to get Jackbox working on that. So being able to play Jackbox games with our listeners. So all you need is computer and your phone. So you can go on to the website on the computer. And then if you have your phone, you can go ahead and play Jackbox games with us live. That'd be really cool. I'm really excited about that idea. And so probably one of the levels you could get is designated space in the game. So you don't have to just come as an audience member. You could get a private invite before we reveal it to everyone else. So it's just open format. Absolutely. Speaking of which, the latest Jackbox, I haven't even talked about Jackbox Party Pack 4. (laughs) Really good stuff. In fact, I think it has my single favorite Jackbox game ever on it. It's a twist on Fibbage. It's about you individually. So instead of random facts, you actually put in a fact about yourself and then everyone else puts in a fact like, what was your worst nightmare that you ever had? And you answer it, but then everyone else tries to guess like, oh, what was Sean's worst nightmare he ever had? And you're hoping people vote for yours. Anyway. That's awesome.
1: Fibbage is my favorite. Lindsay and I play Fibbage just like on the couch for hours, just the two of us. You really get to know
0: your friends and family members while playing the latest version of Fibbage
1: on Jackbox
0: TV, part of Pack 4. Check it out. Here's another thing. I've talked to you about this before. I would love to have a pin system. Now, I'm not trying to rip off Penny Arcade, but it's so cool. I would like it to be almost a ranking system where if you come up and you say, hey, I'm a knave at one of our conventions... Or if you back at a certain level, you'll get a knave pin. And basically it's the same logo that we have for the podcast. We have TK. TK is our Tuesday night. That's our little cartoon guy. But in knave form. So instead of wearing a knight's helmet, he's wearing a disheveled peasant's hat and maybe he's missing a few teeth, but he's adorable. Anyways, I've drawn this up. You can get a pin of that if you're a knave. If you get knighted, then you get the actual TK pin. And then there's a noble level too, which is if you actually come onto the podcast as a guest because you're running a Kickstarter or you're thriving in the gaming industry, or you're just contributing some type of perspective that our knaves and knights and lords alike would really like to listen to. Boom, boom, boom. So imagine being at the con and seeing people walk by, and on their lanyards, they have pinned the Knave, Knight, and maybe even the Lord pin. Oh man, it's getting pretty exciting. And then I was thinking if that catches on, we can even offer pins for fans of our specific games. So if you buy Two Rooms and a Boom with us, or if you get World Championship Russian Roulette, or... That's not Lemonade. You can get the exclusive pin to show your fandom for that. So imagine all these bling, bling, bling pins going down your lanyard. <laughs> I, I, I get excited about it because it's something I would like with my favorite games. It would be really cool for me. If, like if they did that for Shut Up and Sit Down, for instance, I would totally get the Matt Lee's pin and the Paul Dean pin, but not Quinn's. Screw you, Quinn's. I'm not getting your pin. Thoughts, Sean?
1: I've always loved this idea, this or patches or stickers, like any sort of little thing that can draw you into our world. And we've got a lot of cool characters that I want to keep supporting over time.
0: Dr. Boom. Dr. Boom. Captain
1: Chessbeard. It was really unfortunate that Dr. Boom became a card in Hearthstone that was so popular. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunate. But he is one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, Captain Chessbeard has his own fan following. I'm surprised he doesn't have a Twitter account of his own, but... I know a lot of people even love the characters from World Championship Russian Roulette. Sausage Fingers seems to be pretty popular. Was it Sammy Sausage Fingers? Sammy Sausage Fingers. Yeah, Tina Triumph. Makes me think we should probably put some of those characters in. That's not Lemonade. So maybe one of the characters is TK or Captain Chestbeard or something. I don't know. I don't want to muddy the waters. If it works with the game, it works. If it doesn't, we won't put it in. But I want to know, seriously, I can't get enough of listener feedback. So if you think we should do badges, stickers, or pins, please email us. Podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. Or if you think we should include characters in our game, so we have like a Mario Kart lineup of continuing characters. If you think that's like the dumbest idea ever, let us know. Podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. I have a bigger question for you, though, Sean. Hit me. When would we do this? My soft goal, like worst case scenario goal, is episode 150. We better be on Patreon. And that's a while from now. Ideally, it's a lot sooner than that.
1: Yeah, I'd like to be up before convention season this year, before Origins, or at least before Gen Con. I don't know when episode 150 is going to hit us. It's going to hit us in Thirty-four episodes, something like that?
0: Yeah, this is episode one sixteen. So math tells me that's over thirty weeks, which is over half a year away from now.
1: Alright, you want to night somebody or is this it for the episode?
0: <laughs> okay. Sean, if we if we had a sting that you like the most, would it be the topic time sting? Obviously the intro music wins hands down. Intro music wins. But besides the intro music, what's your favorite little segment sting that we have? Something that introduces a segment.
1: Isn't there like an Italian sounding one that's like, oh, it's a me, Mario. Yeah,
0: that's table talk when we talk about (laughs) games. (laughs) That's my favorite one. Uh, I'll put it in right here. And then because of that, you tell me just a game you've played lately that you've liked really quickly.
1: A game that I've played recently that I like a lot, uh Thunder Road. Now, that
0: wasn't the one I thought you'd choose. The one I thought you'd choose would be this one. And now it's time for the Tuesday night top man.
1: I do like that one a lot.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, hey, Ryan, Nave Ryan, submitted.
2: So let's take a listen. Sean, Alan, you there? I don't know what's going on with uh, Captain Chessbeard, but uh, he just kind of showed up and he threw me in the brink. He said he wanted a top five list of games you can play while diving. He set a few rules here. He said something about you can change the components up and make them waterproof and weigh them down so that they won't float up. But you can't change the rules. The mechanics have to stay the same. Uh, So I guess he found out I'm a diver and he wants me to be a crew member on his ship. Well, I'll give you the top five list, and hopefully that'll set me free. So, number five on my list is the games we played as kids—the the classics, checkers, chess, connect four—the very kind of simple games that you can do underwater. We all know how they're played, so we understand the rules. Uh, number four on my
1: list—I think I—I I think I hear him.
2: Oh, okay, he's not back yet. Uh, number four on my list is uh, 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 poker. poker, yes. Uh, it's already been done, sadly enough. There is poker tournaments that have happened underwater and it just seems like a nice little fit on this list. Number three on my list is Chinatown. It's an area control negotiation game. All the components are laid out in front of you so everybody knows what everybody has and you can kind of negotiate by just showing pointing. You know, don't really need much words to to play it if you wanted. The second thing on my list is um, uh, Caching Guns. Guns right now don't sound really good, but um, (laughs) underwater you could easily, rather than say bonsai, you could easily do a countdown with your fingers and uh, point the guns around and obviously set the rules up before you go under, but I could see an awesome game of Caching Guns. It'd be a great little diving game and I Number one on my list, I think will make Captain Chespierre happy. I hope. I, I really hope. I would say two rooms and a boom. Okay. Really simple. When you get that dive plan rolling, you explain that you could set up a few hand signals of color share, full card share and whatnot. And, and the, with the cards being plastic, you, you could easily go 30 feet under and have a great time. It, it would be a great game. The dive computers, all that, keeping track of time. Well, well I, I think he's coming. Uh, I hope you guys can get me out of here. Bye!
0: Ahoy, Ryan. You ready
2: to be going
0: uh, diving? <laughs>
1: <laughs> when he said, I think he's coming.
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Uh-oh. Uh oh. We're way too immature to end on that note. <laughs> You booed at Cash and Guns, Sean. Well,
1: because we have Competitor. We've got Russian Roulette there. Although Cash and Guns would be way easier to play than Russian Roulette underwater.
0: <laughs> Cash and Guns is a greatly different game, but thematically people think of the same thing.
1: It made me realize that we should do at least a show for like a break, a couple totally silent games of Two Rooms and a Boom. Because you could play Two Rooms and a Boom completely silently and and it throws out our voice, so we should do a couple, like, themed games where we just say, like, okay, this time, everybody is 100% silent. Communicate without talking. Two
0: rooms and a Anne Frank attic. Is that too soon? Should I not mention Anne Frank? Probably not. <laughs> All right.
1: Two rooms and a shh.
0: There's a great old game, Don't Wake Daddy, which has really weird themes to it. I'm not sure if you ever heard of Don't Wake Daddy? Mm mm. The game where you've got to sneak into the kitchen for a snack without waking Daddy. You land on a noise, and you have to press Daddy's alarm clock. Will he wake up? It's a kid's game, old school, like Milton Bradley, probably has where I think they still have it, actually, where you got to go around the board and sneak around the house without waking daddy. It has this figure of a father. And if you make too much noise, he sits up. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But at the same time, what's going on that you have to be so scared of your dad? I, I don't know. I guess it's just a little too raw and real for me because I've had to live that like, oh, shit, dad's home or dad's awake. Don't don't move. I think the game as a kid was too petrifying to me. As weird as that sounds, maybe I'm alone. But that was a game where you had to be really quiet. So so we totally could have that. We already have characters in there like the mummy who curses people so that you can't talk. And we also have the mimes, which can't say anything. But imagine no one can say anything.
1: I love the idea of no one could say anything. And then there's a card that allows you to be able to talk. So everyone starts off cursed. I don't know. We can make it. Ooh. Like a, We could have, I don't know, I like this it. sounds dumb, but an event card where it's like, okay, everyone in this game is cursed, and there's one character that can uncurse you to talk, uh, so now you hear people talking, but there's only like, one guy who can, so he's got to be really quiet because <laughs> everyone can hear him. I also like this... Horror
0: theme of where maybe for some reason you have to be really quiet. If you make too much noise, then you're right. going to lose. And maybe monsters win or something if you aren't able to coordinate the hostage exchange well enough on time. Because that's another thing is like you'll be flailing around, hey, it's time, choose your hostages, where the timer doesn't even have anything to it. So it's not going beep, 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 it's time, rounds over everyone has to pay attention or everyone loses or maybe there's one monster type that wins i don't know there's a lot there man i love that we made this game because it's a game system more than a game there's so much you can do with it <laughs> you should let us know if you want to play knaves knights, and listeners alike podcast at tuesdaynightgames.com i thought it was really cool i've never even thought of this playing games underwater that's just a really cool premise what did you think of his whole acting like captain chestbeard was keeping him in the brink isn't it the
1: brig uh, the brink. The brig is definitely true. I don't know if the brink is also... I
0: think he just slipped up. He sounded maybe nervous while Ryan was doing this, and he said brink of the ship. The brig is definitely, like, being held captive and...
1: uh, Maybe he meant that he was keeping him on the brink of destruction.
0: <laughs> it's a dark portrayal of Captain Chessbeard. What did you think of that whole premise?
1: Oh, I thought the premise was good. I thought it was good. I like bringing in the mythology.
0: I think for that alone,
1: he deserves to be knighted. But what do you think, Sean? Absolutely. He did a top five. Uh, He did something outside that anyone who wants to, like, send in a segment so we don't even have to do a segment on the air... (laughs) that's that's nightable for sure if you want to do an elevator pitch for a game sit in a top five do your own topic time you want to go out and interview a game designer and edit it and send it to us so we could put on the show all of that stuff is nightworthy for sure
0: yeah because as we talked about dudes i spend way too much time on this and i do not have enough of a life i mean i'm struggling here i mean thank goodness i don't have any kids that i know of because man marriage and family and work and tuesday night games podcast so it's just saving me a whole bunch of stuff and and i like it too it's one of the best parts so it's just a win 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 for
1: me i love the like send stuff in. the more people and the more different people we have in the show guests interviews all of that adds to the sort of perceived production value of the show right like that there's people in the field getting interviews So as Knaves send that stuff in, like, we could basically have a community-created podcast where you send in content and we splice it together and throw it on the show, and this can really be your show, Knaves.
0: Speaking of Knaves, Nave Ryan, please approach and take a knee. Thanks to you and your contribution to the Tuesday Night Podcast, we here... Jump you, no longer a knave, no. Because of your top five, I now ask you, Ryan, please rise, Sir Ryan, of the Tuesday Night Podcast. Yay! Yay. Ryan, thank you so much for your submission. Again, I don't want these episodes too long because of all that long editing. Should we wrap this baby up? Put a little bow on it?
1: Please. Yes.
0: I'm Alan Gerding, A-L-A-N-G-E-R-Ding. You can find me on the Facebook and the tweets at Alan Gerding. Follow the show on Twitter at PlayTKG and write in podcast at
1: TuesdayNightGames.com. Sean? You can find me on Twitter at at Sean McCoy. That's S-E-A-N-M-C-C-O-Y.
0: And I think with that being said, Shawnee boy, this episode
2: is...
1: Shh. Chessbeard's gonna capture us and throw us in the brink. Finished.
2: Hey.